Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Yahoo Ranger podcast, where we provide podcasts that will enlighten your understanding of Yahweh and his plan for mankind's salvation and eternal life. For more information, please be sure to visit Yahweh.org and YahooRanger.com. Our first Rapture podcast dealt with the possibility of the Rapture from an Old Testament viewpoint. Unfortunately, for the Rapture advocates, the Old Testament did not produce any evidence demonstrating that one could bypass death and then proceed to Paradise or the Third Heavens. We will continue our quest to see if we can find that ever-so-elusive shortcut to Paradise by next delving into the New Testament. One of the major proofs offered in the New Testament for a rapture of saved individuals off the earth, devoid of death, is contained in 1 Thessalonians, and reads as follows. But I do not wish you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, that you are not grieved, even as also the rest of mankind, who have no hope. For if we trust that Yahushua died and rose again, and likewise those who have fallen asleep by means of Yahushua, the deity will gather with him. Yahushua. For this we say to you in the word of the Sovereign, that we the living who remain unto the coming of the Sovereign will in no way precede in time those who have fallen asleep, because the Sovereign himself, with a shout of command, with an archangel's voice, and with the trumpet of the Deity, will descend from the heavens, and the dead in the Messiah will rise first. Afterward, we the living who remain together with them will be caught up in the clouds, for the meeting of the Sovereign in the air, and in this way we will always be with the Sovereign. So encourage one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13-17 through 17. To any rapture, advocate, pre, mid, or post, the above verses provide the definitive source for the ultimate evidence. What we will demonstrate in 1 Thessalonians is that there are two completely different time periods being referred to. One, the coming of Yahushua at the first resurrection, occurring at the beginning of the millennial Sabbath day, the seventh millennial day, and two, the coming of Father Yahweh at the end of the millennial judgment day, the eighth millennial day. The first order of business is the gathering of the required scriptural evidence to arrive at a proper conclusion. So we will start with the words of Saul, or Paul. For as in Adam all die, so also in the Messiah, all shall be quickened, but each in his own rank. Messiah the firstfruit, after that those of the Messiah with his coming. Afterward, the end, when he shall have given up the kingdom to him who is deity and father. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 22-24 It is apparent that the following points are made. 1. Quickening can only occur after one's death. See 1 Corinthians 15, verses 35-36 Therefore the Messiah was quickened after he was resurrected from the dead. 2. The 144,000 elect and the 24 elders shall be quickened after the Messiah's return. First, the dead in the Messiah shall rise from the dead in the first resurrection, occurring on the last day of Passover week. See Revelation 20, verses 4 through 6. Next, the resurrected bodies will be quickened several days later at Pentecost. 3. Finally comes the great quickening of all those saved at the end of the world age, when Father Yahweh arrives to the earth. The end spoken of in the above quote from Saul in 1 Corinthians 15.24 cannot refer to the event of the second resurrection, for that event takes place during the early part 
of the Millennial Judgment Day, or Eighth Millennial Day, to allow enough time for the human harvest to develop. See 2 Peter 3, verses 3-13. through Further, the passage in 1 Corinthians continues by describing this end as, quote, when he shall have annulled all rule and all authority and power, for it behooves him to reign until he shall put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy annulled is death. End of quote. Death does not end until the second death, when death and Sheol, the state of the dead, are cast into the lake of fire. See Revelation 20, verses 13 through 15, and chapter 22, 7 through 8. This end, therefore, is a reference to the end of the Millennial Judgment Day, when Father Yahweh appears. We must now compare the data from 1 Corinthians with the statements made in the book of Hebrews. After discussing numerous followers of Yahweh, from Abel, the son of Adam, down to the persecutions of the followers of Yahushua, scriptures report, And these all, having been borne witness to through trust, did not receive the promise, the deity having foreseen something better for us, that not apart from us they, those of the first resurrection, should be made perfect. Hebrews 11, verses 39 through 40. Mentioned among they in this above passage are Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and others who clearly are part of the first resurrection. See Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 38. Therefore, the two quickenings of the saved, the elect and those quickened at the end, which take place millenniums apart, are different events as distinguished from the simultaneous perfecting of both groups that occur at the same time. This information leads us to the next alleged pro-rapture reference from scriptures. Behold, a mystery I tell you, all the saved shall not fall asleep in the Messiah, but all shall be transformed in an instant in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for a trumpet shall sound. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 52. Those who have fallen asleep are those who have fallen asleep through the Messiah, that is, those of the first resurrection. See 1 Corinthians 15, 18 through 20, and 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 14 through 15, and 2 Peter 3, verse 4. For them, according to Revelation 20, verse 6, the second death has no authority because they have already been quickened into immortal beings. See 1 Corinthians 15, verse 23. Nevertheless, all shall be transformed in an instant in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. The transformations of all the saved, those quickened after the first resurrection at the beginning of the millennial Sabbath day, and those still alive at the end of the millennial judgment day, occur at the last trumpet or ram's horn. Note that the passage of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 52 is properly divided immediately after the phrase, for a trumpet shall sound. The Greek word kai, meaning and, begins the next thought. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible. The Greek word kai is often used to begin a new sentence, per the examples in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 37 and verse 40, and is the best formation of Saul's thoughts based on the evidence from Zephaniah. The merger of these two sentences has created unwarranted confusion in many translations, forcing together events that actually occur far apart. The second resurrection, for example, happens long before the transformation at the end of the Millennial Judgment Day. A clarification of just when the last trumpet sounds 
and therefore when the great transformation takes place, is found in Zephaniah. While speaking of the great day of Yahweh, Zephaniah clarifies the timing of the last trumpet, or shofar, the ram's horn, by stating, That day is a day of wrath, a day of adversity and distress, a day of waste and ruin, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of the shofar, an alarm against the fortified cities and against the high towers. Zephaniah 1, 15-16 In place of the word shofar, the Septuagint version has salpigos, or trumpet. The passage in Zephaniah then continues by stating, And I will bring distress to man, and they shall walk like the blind, because they have sinned against Yahweh. And their blood shall be poured out as dust, and their flesh as dung. Also their silver and their gold will not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of Yahweh. And by the fire of his zealousness shall all the earth be consumed, for a full and speedy end he shall make of all the inhabitants of the earth. Zephaniah 1, verses 17-18 through The saved at that time will rise up off the earth to meet Father Yahweh in the air. See 1 Thessalonians 4.17. As Malachi 4 verses 1 through 3 points out, the wicked shall be consumed by the fire. Saul continues in 1 Corinthians, stating, And the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we, those remaining alive who shall be saved, shall be transformed. For it behooves this corruption to put on incorruptibility, and this mortal to put on immortality. But when this corruptible shall have put on incorruptibility, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, at that time shall come to pass the word that has been written. Death was swallowed up in victory. Where is your sting, death? Where is your victory, Sheol? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 15 through 55. What Saul is trying to communicate is the fact that there are three stages for the saved of mankind to experience. 1. Corruption must put on incorruptibility, that is, our present corruptible bodies must be resurrected with incorruptible bodies. 2. This mortal must put on immortality. In short, our mortal incorruptible bodies must be quickened into immortal beings. 3. At that time, being the time when we, that is, Saul and those remaining alive, have put on immortality, then all equaling all those from both the first and second resurrections, who have been quickened, shall be transformed. This verse further clarifies this transformation by separating events into three categories. First, the dead or corruptible will be raised incorruptible, that is, the second resurrection after the beginning of the millennial judgment day. Second, this mortal shall put on immortality, that is, be quickened. The last group, quickened, occurs at the very end of the Millennial Judgment Day. See 1 Corinthians 15, verses 23-24. through 24. Third, when immortality is put on by the last of those who are being saved, then death and Sheol are finished, this event occurring with the Gehenna fire. See Revelation 20, verses 14 and 15, and chapter 21, 7-8. It is with this final stage when death and Sheol are destroyed by fire, that all the saved are transformed in an instant, and all who are saved become eternally perfected. See Hebrews 11, verses 39 and 40. The transformation, accordingly, occurs at the time of the great end-time fire that engulfs the earth at Father Yahweh's arrival to the earth. At this time, we will re-examine the passage in 1 Thessalonians, where we began. 
The important fact to take notice of is that there are basically two groups of people being discussed in this passage. One, the dead in Messiah, or those who are fallen asleep, and two, we the living who remain with them. Let us now look at the following verses more closely. Verse 15, For this we say to you in the word of the Sovereign, Yahushua, that we the living, those of the second resurrection, who remain unto the coming of the Sovereign, Father Yahweh, will in no way precede in time the perfection of those who have fallen asleep, the elect of the first resurrection. Verse 16, Because the Sovereign, Yahushua, himself, with a shout of command, with an archangel's voice, and with a trumpet of the deity, will descend from the heavens, and the dead in the Messiah will rise first. These are the elect who are resurrected in the first resurrection. Verse 17, Afterward, we the living who remain, those of the second resurrection, together with them, the elect of the first resurrection, will be caught up in the clouds for the meeting of the Sovereign, Father Yahweh, in the air, and in this way, we will always be with the Sovereign, Father Yahweh. It is important to recognize there are two different persons in the above verses called Sovereign. This problem occurred first because the Jewish scribes were in the habit of rendering both the sacred name Yahweh and the title Adon, or Sovereign, into Greek as Kyrios, Sovereign. Historical evidence also demonstrates that the earliest and best biblical texts written in Greek, both Old Testament and New Testament, retain the sacred name Yahweh. Nevertheless, due to the ineffable name doctrine that infected early Christianity, the Greek scribes followed the Jewish example and changed Yahweh to sovereign. Next, just as all the saved will do at the end of the world age when they meet Father Yahweh, those of the first resurrection will also rise up in the clouds to meet Yahushua the Messiah at his second coming, occurring at the beginning of the millennial Sabbath day, the seventh millennial day. See Revelation 11, verses 1 through 13, especially verse 12. Yet those who point to this fact fail to mention that the Messiah continues after this gathering to come down to the earth in a cloud, proceeding into his Sabbath millennium reign, emanating from Jerusalem. See Hebrews 3, verses 7 through chapter 4, verse 11. Also see Revelation 20, verses 4 through 8. Likewise, At the end of the millennial judgment day, Father Yahweh will come to the earth to live, bringing a renewed Jerusalem or paradise with him. All that verse 17 reports is that those saved will meet the sovereign, Father Yahweh, in the air at his coming. After this meeting, they join Father Yahweh when he takes up residency upon the earth. See Revelation 21 verse 1 through chapter 22 verse 6. So what about that shortcut to paradise by means of a rapture? whereby we can circumvent death. Unfortunately for the rapture advocates, Scriptures provides the stark answer. For as in Adam all die, so also in the Messiah all shall be quickened. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 22 And just as it is appointed for men to die once, and after that comes judgment. Hebrews 9 verse 27 Scriptures are quite clear. Everyone has to experience death caused by the original sin of Adam, the progenitor of all mankind. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Romans 5, verse 12. Hopefully this podcast has enlightened the listener to understand better the errant issue of the so-called rapture of the saints, 
whereby one escapes death to go to heaven. For information regarding mankind's afterlife, please visit yahweh.org and yahwehranger.com. May Yahweh be with you on your journey to discovering Yahweh's truth.